Today's podcast contains adult themes, strong language, and vague references to marketing. All the things we love. Enjoy. Naked people. Don't play those games for so long. I've seen a lot of males. Um, it's a bit disgusting. Me in three months will be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the most ridiculous marketing podcast of 2019 with your host, James Hacking. That is me, founder of Socially Powerful, global social marketing agency, with my host, Daniel Humphreys. Dan, how are you? How have you been? It's been a long time since we've been sat in these chairs. I know, I'm very glad to be back. By the way, guys, that's taken us about 20 minutes to get through the intro. <laughs> that was pretty good though, that time. I, c- I couldn't remember my name. Nice and clear. I couldn't remember the name of the company. <laughs> I couldn't just I just couldn't get through it. I, I we just got the giggles at one point as well. Yeah. We got through it and then Dan and Z decided to have an argument within within the first two minutes. So <laughs> we've, had, we've had to re-go again. So let's go over some more ground, Dan. Where where have you been? What have you been up to? Where have I been? Where have you been? Uh, I've been sat in this chair for the last six weeks waiting for you to turn up. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lie. I've been, um, I've been left by myself. But yeah, but you've been in LA, haven't you? Sort yeah, I've been in LA. Our, uh, global expansion. I global expansion to the US market. Yeah, I've been out there for, I was out there for two weeks, I think. Good time. Unfortunately, we lost our momentum of the podcast. We did three in the bounce, smashing them out. We were getting loads of fans, loads of followers. I got like at least three, fans. at least three new subscribers, subscribers, followers on my Instagram. Um, and unfortunately, we lost our momentum. So we've not done one for six weeks. But we're back now. We're back and, and we're never matters. leaving. We're exactly. never, ever, ever leaving. So Dan, I've not asked you this for a long time, but how are you? What have you been up to? What's new in the life of Daniel Humphreys? <sighs> to be honest, not, nothing really that interesting. Um, still single, just for the ladies out there. Um, <laughs> I'm more interested in your little trip to LA and and, and the funny stories that came out of there. Well, you, said, what, you mentioned something about tramps the other day. Yeah, I, I would say that LA has got something special about it, really. <laughs> and I think the homeless people there, obviously it's an unfortunate situation for people to be in, but the homeless people there are next level crazy. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Naked people, just like everywhere i've seen a lot of males um <laughs> never regions <laughs> i've seen a lot, a lot of males just walking around late at night you know just with their Corys out if you if, if you want to know what it what i've seen <laughs> that's what i've been seeing um yeah amazing place great place like so so different in so many so many aspects as well so there we were thinking that you were expanding our global agency, but all you were doing was looking at Tramp really spying. dirty penises. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's some unwashed that's never a bit, regions. That's a bit rough, uh, quarter to eight in the morning, or quarter to nine in the morning, sorry. Um, but yeah, I've been out in LA, setting up our office out there. Fantastic. I've been, I've been missing this though, I've been missing the duo. People have been asking me, I, got my, I was getting my hair cut the other day, and my barber, I know you'll be listening, he asked me, where's the podcast? What's been going on? Where is it? I need, I need my fix. So, you know, the fans have been wanting it. Fantastic. Well, this is good to hear. I've had a lot of people say, you know, why are you still making a fool of yourself on, on this podcast? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's because I like doing it. It's great. There's, there's, no, there's no foolishness to this podcast. It's a serious marketing podcast <laughs> for serious marketing <laughs> people. <laughs> it is for serious people. It is, yeah, no, it is a very, it is a very ridiculously serious marketing podcast that we have yeah. here. Mm. So obviously a lot a lot has been happening since uh, since the last the last time. Um, we're not going to go over some old ground of stories being covered, but what what's on the horizons this week well, to actually, talk about? I actually do have a quite up to date, trendy marketing. You mean, well, story. well, wait, 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 wait. You mean we're actually going to talk about something serious, something yeah. actually to do with marketing? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The yeah. people 
people are going to switch off because that's what they're, <laughs> that's what they're here no, but, for. No, but there is quite a cool, cool angle on it. Come so on um, Talk me through it. It's called the YouTubers Union. So okay. I don't know if like the backstory is, is all about the adpocalypse, which ha- which happened a couple of years ago. What's, um, just, just so people, don't, if they don't know, what, what was the adpocalypse? The adpocalypse, play on word there, um, is like this thing that happened where YouTube demonetized a load of creators' content oh, yeah, yeah. and channels and deleted a load of stuff. Um, Those are their videos and things, right? Adverti- sorry? Loads of their videos and things, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, say say you run a, 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 a YouTube channel and you've got a few um, videos on there and you can earn money off them. You've got a good following, good subscription rate and all of that type of thing. If it was a, if it was at all slightly controversial mm. or not like aligned with their new rules that they put yeah. in place, which is you know the where the adpocalypse names come from, um, then you get you get your channel or video deleted or demonetized yeah, or something did, like that, and, and the revenue of, that you, channels like that. So there was exactly. like a lot so of it was the, big. It started in two thousand sixteen, and then it, and then it got even worse over the last couple of years because there was a lot of these um, free runners and uh, people that climb buildings, yeah, that were earning good good money from. YouTube and obviously their content attracts an audience because it's something people don't really see. Yeah. So they were like climbing buildings, hanging off cranes and things. I know they were hit super hard by it. Like a lot of their videos got taken off. They were demonetized. They got loads of copyright strikes. Essentially they were just targeted and it meant that they could not earn a living from YouTube anymore. See, it did make sense because there was uh, examples of things like, um, say like there was some right wing, why immigrants should be like, you know, thrown off the boats or something like that. Sponsored by Dove. Oh, and yeah, that yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, for Dove, that's that's awful. So yeah. big, big advertisers who had massive, yeah, it's massive like pre, marketing It's like when budgets. the pre-roll just turns up in like the middle of that sort of content. You, exactly. You, you, you have you, no control over it. They just were like, uh, well, no, we're taking, we're, we're, yeah. we're, not, we're not doing that anymore. So YouTube Which makes were like, sense for the brands. Makes total sense for the brands. YouTube went, oh shit. Right, okay. So what we'll do is we'll make a load of new rules, which makes everything you know, in, it puts everything into categories as advertiser-friendly and non-advertiser-friendly. And these rules were like very vague. They're completely opaque as well. So the, the creators couldn't see what the, rule, the exact rules yeah. were. And the, the, you know, the sort of like the judge, jury, and execu- executioner was all done via algorithms and AI. So okay. it wasn't done by humans. Yeah. So th- this, this algorithm just sort of grouped bits of content together yeah. and you know didn't matter if you know your video was absolutely fine or not if it if if the algorithm thought that it was bad yeah that that's your content gone that's your maybe even your so, whole channel yeah. gone. so there was no human decision on it, it was no made, it was human, there's no context yeah. involved and so lots and lots of uh creators have become very unhappy and youtube's sort of reaction to that is basically meh like deal with it. They're the rules. Like, yeah. and they don't really care. Um, and, 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 and yeah, it makes sense. I mean, like a few, few examples of where it's got so bad is, um, Logan Paul's, uh, suicide forest video. Mm. So that was, that was quite mainstream, um, for our viewers who, who haven't followed the story so far. So that might give you some context, but, um, so what, what's happened recently, I, I follow a channel called the slingshot channel. It's fucking awesome. It sounds like an interesting channel. So um, (laughs) it's hosted by this big German guy called um, Hans George uh, George Spray. Um, George Spray. Yeah, he's he's a big bald fella, um, really jovial, 
got a big like chuckle. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's, and, and he makes huge slingshots, crossbows, like ballistic weaponry, basically, um, <laughs> which he like, which he, you know, does so much in camera stuff, checks the speed. They're all, they're all, you know, all tested and stuff you're, like that. You're a big slingshot kind of guy. Well, I'm, I quite, I bring a slingshot every year to Boomtown. <laughs> you said you're going to bring a sl- slingshot every day to work? No, 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 no. So I've got a three man slingshot at home, which is like, you have two, two blokes, you know, holding it up as a pillar and then you get a third person pulling it back. It's a few That's, elastic bands, isn't it? <clears throat> it's one massive <laughs> elastic band. Um, and you keep that in your bedroom? Well, no, it's actually, it's actually just to tie up all your porn magazines. Okay, yeah, cool, so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, <laughs> and uh, that's great at a festival because you can, you know, you can, there's just so much trash everywhere in the campsite that you can literally fire anything. But that's that's a story for another time. Anyway, so George is, yeah, he's got all this sort of like ballistic weaponry knowledge and, you know, historic you know, medieval warfare tactics stored up, which he sort of like talks about in his show. And uh, he created something called the YouTubers Union because he was quite fed up of getting his stuff monetized and, and, and sort of caught in the big trawlers net um, of the algorithm. So um, he went to YouTube's uh, European and US headquarters to talk to them. I think they've got 15,000 um, members now, the YouTubers Union. And basically YouTubers... Uh, YouTube's um, attitude towards it was still meh. And to, yeah. be, to get into that union, it can like you have can to have you, a channel, so you can have zero subscribers, but you can have a channel, or do you have to have a certain number of I subscribers? Think, I think yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure, but um, when I tried signing up to it and I don't have a channel, they wouldn't let me. So okay. um, basically, what what George has done because he's got turned away from YouTube is he's teamed up with IG Metal. And if you don't know, IG Metal is Europe's largest labor union. Um, and potentially, I think it's, it's Europe, so it might even be the world's. Um, and what they do is they represent the steel industry, or traditionally they've represented the steel industry in Germany. So um, think VW, think Porsche, think Daimler Mercedes, and all the other brands that you know work under that that huge industrial um, machine that is is Germany. Um, and they've started diversifying into the crowd sourcing and crowd working space. And so YouTubers Union and, and IG Metal partnered up now that gives them some serious legal clout because ig metal got some massive lawyers on their payroll and they've come up with something called the FairTube. FairTube is now sort of taking the fight to youtube which is you know partnered with google and is under the alphabet uh umbrella and uh they, they have a very, very good chance of, of potentially taking them down and, and getting what they want so they've, they've made seven demands um they made these made this on the 26th of july and uh, seven demands are all about sort of like, you know, more transparency, more fairness, more say, making sure that they can understand what they've done, their chances to appeal and all that sort of stuff. And uh, it's just really quite funny watching this big German guy who, can, who traditionally makes, you know, crossbows. Taking <laughs> um, down YouTube. Taking down fucking YouTube. It's brilliant. 
So you, have YouTube replied yet? So you so they've 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 sent this video which is in front of like a world map. It's very well, YouTube, like YouTube have no no the you, fair, okay. Fairtube, IG Metal and and uh, George Sprave and the YouTubers Union and they're like sat in front of it <laughs> and uh, and it's almost like a war room uh, type scenario. It's like, it's like a political party rally. And what's brilliant about it is the IG Metal um, vice chairman is is in the video. <clears throat> you know she's got a lot of experience in this area and she's saying things like you know YouTube is at risk of potentially being infringement of GDPR, which would mean they'd have to pay a fine of 4% of the previous year's turnover. Peanuts. So <laughs> what is it, like 4 billion or something? Could be a lot of money. Yeah, so we're talking billions just for that fine. The big, big problem for YouTube, though, is that they run the risk of the European um, Labour Court ruling that all these creators have been falsely employed as self-employed. Ooh. which means that for up to five years of back payments may need to be paid in compensation plus fines on top of that. Things like holiday payment, um, social security insurance, VAT. Imagine that. All of Ooh, that, that over could, five years. That could be a kick in the teeth, couldn't that it? That could be a real, that's a real issue for their business model. So it mean they've, <coughs> they've employed about how many, how many creators there on YouTube? I don't know. Millions, a lot. millions and millions. So, millions. The, so the potential damage that it could do to YouTube's profit margins means that they're probably likely to grant the demands of Fairtube. Uh, Intriguing. So that's a so, story we've got to keep updated on. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, it was quite interesting. I broke broke a story about it. Breaking news with Danny Humphries. And you know, I'm not a journalist or anything. And now it's in mainstream media, which I'm quite happy about. So. Should have been. Should have been. A, should have been the the should guy on. Make, Ford, you can imagine mate. me on like Fox, <laughs> CNN. Daniel Humphries, uh, <laughs> the guy who broke broke the news. We've got a British guy here. He doesn't really know what he's talking about, but yeah, he's the expert <laughs> in the field. Amazing. Sounds sounds intriguing. So following on the 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 um the tune of YouTube, there is another YouTube related event, an esports event this weekend that is happening here in London. Well, I'm, it's kicking I'm attending off. It. Yeah. Kicking off. Well, we're both attending it. Kicking off today in London. It is the FIFA E World Cup. Yeah. Amazing. Indeed. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be O2 in London. 32 of the best players from all over the world. I think there's there's probably like 15 nations. I think it's a bit of an interesting one. You can qualify from any country, but if you get to a certain like point and you're from England, another person's from England, you both go through. So I think there's like four English players. And one of the favourites is actually an English, an English lad. I think he's like 15, 15, mm. 16 years old, called Tex. Tex is in unbelievable techers. You wouldn't understand that. You're not. You're not. It a could also fan. be like a the whole the whole um, tournament could be like a research study as well to like which nations teenagers have the most time on their hands. Uh, well, I will, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, if you think about it, if you if the potential for you to win 250k from winning a FIFA FIFA tournament, I would dedicate time to that as a 15 year old. That's very true. You actually, haven't yeah. you haven't really got a lot of priorities in life when you're that when you're that young. It's, this whole esports thing is like just you know all those all that time that I spent as a kid like playing computer games and my mum would be like don't play those games for so long it makes your eyes square well but look at me look at me now mum i've earned three million quid <laughs> from one tournament and look at you <laughs> there she is playing on the playstation <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to, <laughs> trying to qualify <laughs> no but it's amazing like if you look at i, I was looking into this a little bit because obviously it's an interesting interesting thing to attend and I, i've never attended an esports event before um, but I used to play a lot of FIFA and I was looking back at the first one that they had in, used to. 
Used to. I've, mate, I haven't. I genuinely haven't played it in like three years. You got a girlfriend now? Oh yeah, qualified. <laughs> got two. Got no time anymore. Just having a girlfriend is just changes your life. Anyway, I was looking back at the first one from 2015, and if you compare what 2015 looked, the, the pictures of the event, it's obviously still like amazing. They had this event compared to what it is now. This thing's going to be, be the O2 in London. They're selling out this place. They're going to have thousands of thousands of people there. The first one in 2015, it looks like it's about 10 people there. Mm. It's like, it doesn't look like it's someone's bedroom. But someone's it's not. bedroom with a bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just looked, the, the scale of how quickly this thing has turned into, you know, a mainstream, not a mainstream, but you know, it's it's in the news. It's crazy people, now, these esports. Yeah. It? What was it, Fortnite the other day? Oh God, the, yeah. The uh, tournament winner, three, $3 million. million dollars. And he's 16 as well. 16, the American kid. And then the English kid who came as runner up, a million pounds, a million dollars, should I say. Crazy, isn't it? I think the the total prize money was way over like a hundred million or something. That's if you insane. just got into the final, and I think there was like 40, pe- 40 people in the final, you got fifty grand just for getting there. Wow! Plus flights to to if, US. If you compare plus it, right? accommodation plus being treated like you know messy so, or something. So the like pri- that. If you actually compare it, the prize money for that, when you say people get the first round, they get fifty k, the winner gets three million. It is pretty much the same as the Wimbledon tennis. It's more than the Wimbledon tennis. The how, prize much, money, how much do men get for the men and women get? For I think the, it's like two, two, because it's the same now so, as with, yeah. with tennis, isn't it? But it's $2.7 million. So <laughs> I think it's, I think the, thing, the only pound, one that was pounds, more, I think the only one that was more in like a single player tournament is the US Open tennis. And that's the only one that gives out more prize money than the, t- the Fortnite tournament last week. That's insane. There are obviously other sports like football, but they're team sports and F1, which is like considered a team sport. Because wouldn't, like I, um, I wouldn't know. I play golf, but I wouldn't know if the prize money for the US Open stuff's higher. I'd imagine it might, it, it I, might be. Well, I looked at a, a, a document the other day. But yeah, that's, that's insane. If you compare like, <laughs> the 16-year-old kid who just won this, who won Wimbledon? Was it Federer or was it Djokovic? I think Djokovic. Djokovic, <laughs> Djokovic, a guy who's like dedicated his whole life to this. Te- well, I'm probably just stand, like putting myself in a hole here because these kids have dedicated their life to playing FIFA, but he's dedicated his life to playing like tennis. Yeah, but, but yeah, but the the different the difference is these these uh these tennis athletes and you know all these and these other sports. You like to be a, a tennis champion. You have to be mentally fit, physically fit in all aspects, technically skilled. You have to do tours. You have to mm. do like all the press and everything like that. This kid just has to move his thumbs. And that's literally I re- I re- I all do, he has to do. I do reckon there's a lot of mental stuff within I'm that. I'm sure there's well. probably a bit of mental stuff in there. So yeah, no, okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just like being And, and the coordination there. of actually knowing what to do at the right time and stuff. But that's, that's, there's technical skill and, and mental strength in there. But in terms of physical attributes you need to play a PlayStation game, mate, they're always to to they're, all, they're always in the have... gym working their fingers, <laughs> doing little bench presses. No, sounds like Z. <laughs> with their, their little, yeah, their little fingers doing bench presses and everything. But no, like for me, it is it is amazing. Like, I can't wait to see this thing. It's going to be such a like interesting thing to actually go to because I've never experienced it before. I'm I'm quite intrigued to see how you know. Like excited, I get for a goal. So yeah. if, someone, if someone like scores yeah. a goal, will I be like, yeah? Especially, or will I be like, 
Especially uh, if it's if it's like one of the English kids. If it's one of the English guys, you're gonna get them behind them like you get behind the football team and go absolutely <laughs> mental. I, I can't wait to see I that. I think we should. You, I reckon you probably would, wouldn't you? Get the six packs in. You will. I think get you the Stellas would. in. I genuinely think you'll get that excited because he's representing your country. These guys are, are representing England to win the it's World madness. Cup. We didn't win the Football World Cup in the women's. We didn't win the Football World Cup in the men's, but we could win it in the esports uh, FIFA E World Cup. I think we're going to win it, mate. It's coming home. Football is finally it's coming, coming home. home. <laughs> it's going to be on the newspapers on Monday morning. It's digitally coming home. <laughs> could be. Could be. Yeah. So, we, like, one of the kids is the favourites. Hopefully, he wins it. But it's going to be insane. You can go. Be- anyone tuning in, you can watch it on YouTube, FIFA, Facebook, Twitter, it's Twitch. It's going to be everywhere. In six languages. Six languages. That's how the serious level of production is. behind that is massive. We've got the commentators as well. It's going to be insane. I can't wait, man. Who are the commentators? I can't. I can't tell you who they are. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I'm not able to. Uh, I'm not able to reel their names. I hope off. it's like Liam Gallagher or something. No, no. It's like, it's, they have actual commentators. They have actual people that will commentate on this. Like they follow these these kids and they know exactly who's going to be there and who's going to be com- who's actually been playing. They know all the everything about them. Mm. They're professionals. These guys. I'm well. Hmm, professionals. That's just. It just feels weird saying that coming out my mouth. Yeah. So um, okay. Okay, yes, it's talking of uh, FIFA and fast fingers. There's another fast thing that has uh, happened in our area of London this week, Dan. Fast food, McDonald's, they're trialling oh, a new a new concept for the oh, first time. I already time know about it. Since the 1980s. <laughs> so McDonald's have opened a new store next to our office, which is uh, probably one of the most dangerous things that's ever happened to me <laughs> in my life. Literally next door. <laughs> I might just have to chop up my card so I don't have to go down there. But it is next door to our office. So Dan, talk us through this. What's going on? So it's, a, it's the first time they've trialled this concept since the 80s it's called mcdonald's to go and it's essentially like along the lines of like the rise of automation so they've cut out the restaurant part of it there's no um you know like servers at the front um it's all done through like the digital touch pads to order yeah. your food or you can do it through the app and it's essentially quick and easy mcdonald's for a very very busy area and, and they've brought it in because because it's such a busy part of london and you know the, the type of people who live and work around here, you know, very like city people. City slickers. City slickers on the go. Um, Making deals, makes, deals, deals. It makes sense. It is it is quite soulless though. So you go down I've not there, been in yet. I've not you been literally in. just like tap your Big Mac. And, and you get then, a Big Mac thrown at you yeah, it's like, from a robot bye. on the back. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but you know, it's, I'm quite happy. I've, I'm going to do. That's, that's good to know. I'm going to do the um, McDonald's app order today and see how good that is. Uh, what? So you order it through your app and then it just it's ready when you, when you're there. So you literally order it and then I can walk downstairs, pick up my McDonald's, and go back upstairs. And oh, that's it. that is that is such a like. Oh, it's dangerous, isn't it? It's a bit disgusting. <laughs> me, me in three months will be disgusting. <laughs> like Just order it on the app. Fat, fat bastard. You're basically never leaving this office apart from go six steps outside into McDonald's, pick get up some your big nuggets, Mac and come back. <laughs> so next, the next step for them is just to get rid of all the people cooking the food. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a restaurant you go in. There's no one in there, but there's burgers cooking. Yeah. Have you seen? Um, what's it called? Is it the founder? It's the film about. The, how McDonald's came to be this huge corporation. I, I think I probably have, but I, I've watched half of it. It's got the guy who plays Jack Frost in it. I can't remember his name, the Birdman guy. No, no clue. Don't know what, what the actor's name is. He's quite famous. Anyway, um, it's all about how he stole the idea oh, from yeah, someone yeah, yeah. else. And McDonald's was really, was really efficient and um, 
successful because of its efficiency due to the fact that they modeled the kitchen and the way that you make a burger yeah. like a like a robot mm. so you literally like every person has a job one there's yeah. one burger flipper there's one sauce squirter there's one salad uh, arranger. <laughs> i want to be that guy i want to be a sauce and squirter. so you can make a burger in like five seconds because it was the <laughs> speed of the burger yeah that was popular with punters and that that's where the birth of fast food came from was mcdonald's so essentially if, like if they modeled it on how a robot can can make it i'm pretty sure a robot could make a mcdonald's burger yeah so you literally just like go up to a little digi thing and then pop bang i can't wait made. for that new concept to start in next door in a few years just walk in there's just robots cooking your food be class I'm not sure if you'll see like a humanoid robot. Like, well, I, w- I want to see that. I want to see that. If there's one thing I want to see in life, I want to see a robot cooking a McDonald's. They've, also, they've already got um, like robots making uh, stuff in Japan. That's quite a big tourist attraction. Oh, Have you seen yeah. those videos? Yeah, I remember we went into this. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the brand, but they were <laughs> they were a robot brand in China when we went last year. Went into their offices and you actually greeted by a robot. And it comes up to you and goes, hello. <laughs> right? and then it goes, who are you here to see? And I'm, I'm there. Like, ob- Shitting a brick. Obviously, like, in Chinese culture, it's normal they go and talk to them. But as like an English bloke, I'm like, what, what? is going on here? There's robots talking to me, asking who I'm going to see. And I'm like, I'm here to see. <laughs> and then they go, okay, follow me. And it takes you like around the thing. It goes, down here to the left. And I'm just like, what is going on here? <laughs> it was insane that's like, awesome though yeah it's awesome also quite like insane that they know exactly where someone's someone is in that building for, for them to take you to them what's it like facial recognition you can cameras. also you can also ask them to like uh do like dances and stuff and then it'll play music and it'll start doing this, these dances <laughs> it's <is> like insane <laughs> it is insane and they were saying like these things are in these things are in all the buildings in the next like 10 years so like when you when you actually go in there won't be any receptionist. There'll be like this robot that will come to greet you or robots if there's multiple people there and they'll start talking what, within to you. 10 years. What, in Japan specifically? China. Or, oh, China. China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to talk about any more robots and I think I'm... Sort I think I'm freaking uh, ourselves out. I think I'm... We've talked for too long for this podcast. This could be our longest mammoth podcast yet. Um, but yeah, well done. We're back. We're never leaving. Back next Wednesday. We're doing it Wednesdays because it was Friday. Wait, every Wednesday. Every, every Wednesday. Wednesday. Back on normal schedule next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bit emotional. Bye-bye. Mic drop.